guys, and welcome to Smells Like Teenage. This is Poppin' Off at Pops, our Riverdale after reaction show. Yes, and as always, I am Sarah. I'm here doing reviews on Smells Like Teen Inks, and I am always joined by these fabulous ladies every week. At this point, we've, we're here seven episodes. If you don't know us yet, welcome, and introduce yourselves for those who are new. Well, hi. hi. <laughs> Jordan, you go first. We can't ever figure out which one of us is going to go first. Hi, I'm Jordan. I am at Lambertra. Uh, when I am not here talking about Riverdale with these lovely ladies, I am doing a host of other weird things on the internet or just working my nine to five job. Uh, you can find me at Lambertra right there. Right there it is. Uh, Nailed it. And I play a great Dungeons and Dragons game with Kiki on Tuesday nights uh, at 6.30 p.m. PST on Q Times. Twitch channel. There it is. There we are. And dragons. I like it. Kiki! And I'm Kiki. And everything Jordan just said, you can also find me um, on all the internets. And of course, every Tuesday, playing Bl Dungeons and Dragons with Jordan and a crew, a wealth of other great people. Mm -hmm. And you just got to tune in because it's a good time. It's awesome. I watch every week. I'm in the chat with the Blackest of Dragons every week because it's so fun. I have a good time. So everyone should join you guys Tuesdays at 6.30 PST. Nailed 6.30 PST. <laughs> PST. Awesome. Um, so like we do every week, we like to start with your comments because some of them are hilarious and some of them fix our mistakes and some of them answer our questions. So we are going to start first with Yo Leandria. I could totally agree with Jordan when she said Archie and Betty had more chemistry than Bughead and even more than Veronica and Archie. So mm -hmm. she agrees with you, girl. She got you. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Um, yeah. This was this was a long one, but I liked it. So, pardon my stuttering because that'll happen. From Ariba Mahmood, with the whole Cheryl Archie scene, if you remember when she, Archie tried to blackmail her, uh, I feel like Cheryl has finally grown emotionally. She would always fall for the emotional blackmail before when Betty and Jughead used to use Jason's death for her to do something. This time, she immediately put Archie in his place. I also feel like that was very out of character for Archie because I always thought he and Cheryl had some sort of mutual respect after he saved her life and she arranged the ceremony for Fred. I expect an apology from Archie because I would like to see their friendship. That's a great point, Ariba. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And we've been having a lot of conversations this season about how a lot of things Archie is doing are out of character for Archie, so... But I feel like, especially with this episode, we see like old school Archie, adult Archie, real Archie kind of coming back. I feel like he just had to like step out of who he was for a moment to remember who he is, which, you know, going on eventually. Um, so next one, this I gave Daryl two because I thought this one was funny and then he made a legit comment. So, you know, they ain't paying Ms. Bell a working wage out here. Times at Riverdale are tough. So, you know, that's why she's got to double dip and be the snitch. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's a great point. <laughs> like, I, yes, the accuracy. Riverdale's uh, not even a real town anymore, so how can they afford Miss Bell's wage? <laughs> I know. 
I mean, maybe Cheryl gave her a bump. Who knows? But apparently also that actress is from um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I don't watch. Um, but he also let me know that. So then here's the real comment. I agree with Kiki. It is about hiding it from Jughead. Night jogging is or might be a throwback to the first season when there was a shirtless Archie scene where he is randomly running at night. Which is true. When I read that, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally remember that scene. Um, so those are our comments from you guys. And there's a lot. I was going to pull like Twitter stuff, but it's seriously all of Twitter is just fighting between uh, Bughead and Barchi. And I'm just like, I'm not here for this argument. We all know where we stand. <laughs> so Barchi right now. <laughs> I know. Barchi. Yes. I'm here. Barchi. Barchi supremacy. Oh, make no mistake, Cole Sprouse is one of my favorite human beings on this planet. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely adore him as a character and as a person and an actor. But I'm here for this Barchi drama. I love it. And we didn't have any this episode. So let's just dive in. First, overall thoughts. I really enjoyed this episode. It's still choppy, which I'm still annoyed with. But so much happened and a lot of story moved forward. What did you guys think? Yes, I'm still a little annoyed with the direction it's taking just because everyone and everything has a plot line. There mm -hmm. are so many plot lines this season. So everything, if you are in the background, you have a plot line. Um, so that's a little bit much for me, but it was a good episode. Yeah. Kiki, thoughts? I liked it-ish. Yeah. I really loved seeing Cheryl, you know, um, it was nice to have like everybody kind of doing their own thing, but I could not handle the introduction of even more plot lines, even more jobs for people. I'm just, I'm spent, girl. <laughs> I know, you text us and we were like, shh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> At this point, everyone on Riverdale is Jamaican. They all have 19 jobs. I can't deal with this. Oh my God, you're so silly. Uh, well, I'm like, where do I want to start? Because like you said, so much, like so many jobs, so many plot lines, all the things. Is there somewhere you guys specifically want to start? Or do we want to start like, hey, I think we should just do this. And I think our new way of doing this should just be to start with the character and run through everything that character does and then go to the next one. Well, yeah. Who do you want to start with? These episodes out with Archie because his house was on fire the last yep. episode and we come back and we didn't even see any of the firefighting. We just see that they saved their house. Yeah, with two fire extinguishers that just happened to be in the house. Because so, you know, was prepared. And even though there were literally crackheads living in your house, they are still there. <laughs> crackheads are prepared, it's fine. Let ever, be prepared, they were all Boy Scouts. As we learned in this episode, a lot of them are vets. So vets are prepared, y'all, you and know Archie's what I mean? Archie's in the VA now, so. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so Archie's decided that he wants to like start a fire department because there's no fire department in this. Like his grandfather was a firefighter. He's trying to recruit like 16 year old boys from the ROTC to be firefighters. Uh, I was just like, what? Is that even allowed? So here's the oh, thing. That's true. You can have a volunteer fire service. Yeah. Fire, yes. Volunteer fire departments exist, especially in really small towns, which Riverdale, Riverdale isn't even a town at this point. So that made sense to me. But I feel like there's an age requirement or like a weight, height, weight. Like, I don't, I just feel like they wouldn't let high school kids do that. Right. Because in, in my high school, we had EMTs, like kids who worked all day, 
did sports and then went and volunteered as EMTs. But I didn't know any that were firefighters or they did like ride alongs with police officers. So I guess maybe that's oh, uh, my, actually thing. In high school, the most we got was candy stripers. You could go to the hospital and talk to old folks, but you weren't going to fight no fires or save yeah. no lives. You're in high school. Well, um, we, yeah. They did we let did us it. like do EMT and CNA training at my high school. So I'm not really turned off by that. I know volunteer firefighters exist. I've met one before. So that's fine. I think I'm more turned off by the fact that does Archie need another job? <laughs> I mean, Ar- okay. Where I does mean, he spend the time? I mean, it doesn't bother me that much because he's just he's just the ROTC instructor. He's not doing anything else. So he's this just a makes sure. coach too. Well, sure. But it's that's all like body school. labor. It's a lot of body labor. That's all I can think. It's hard work. Well, all I mean, look at Where's my photo of him busting in this door? I mean, look at the body though. He's all right. He's not, he's not hurting. No, he's not. I just, you know, I know what it's like to stress, overstress your muscles in your twenties because you feel limber and whatever. And baby needs to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we also meet one of RG's buddies. The one, the guy that we met in the, like, was it the first flash forward episode, right? The guy that was in the bed, he's like, come visit me. So we meet this guy, Eric. Hold on, I wrote his name down. His name is Jackson, isn't it? Eric Eric Jackson is his name. And I was like, bro, when he learned all about Hiram Launch, he's so upset about the vets. He's upset about Hiram burning shit down. And he was like, I'm going to snipe his ass out. And I'm like... He went full on Sonny from The Godfather. He was like, I'm going to kill Hiram Hodge right now. Here's my gun. I'm going to his house. And Archie was like, bro, when Archie has to be, when Archie Andrews has to be the voice of reason and tell someone else to calm down, that is a problem. Right. (laughs) After he just literally has obviously never seen Backdraft and never watched Station 19. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like doesn't Where's even the touch fire? the door to Where see if it's down? hot like he literally just like himbos his way in kicking this door open and he's like <laughs> I'm like bro backdraft Kevin even brought up backdraft Archie no it was no straight up he went back to season one Archie no Archie yes mm-hmm. he's like dude calm yourself touch the door at least touch it because th- what happens when you kick a door open Mm-hmm. just saying they talked about it. it annoyed me I was like how did we do this Archie um, but then we also get another new character from Katie Keene which is a canceled show you know what I mean so I just think right. it's really was, weird that we keep getting these Katie, Katie Keene characters please. I didn't even write his name down because I was like whatever bro he's this guy he's a firefighter I, I said mean. bro is loud and was I the only one who thought he was yelling the minute he walked in the room <laughs> No, I, but I think that's because I'm loud. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Geller. He's like, he's, he is in charge of firefighters. They have to listen. And he's talking to these ROTC children. children, you know, and then they like work out and it's a thing. So, I mean, I feel like, well, that's, and then Veronica comes in at the end of the fire truck. She's like, oh, we need a fire truck. And then she's like, here's a fire truck. Cause I'm a multi-billionaire. <laughs> You know, she's like, I just want to help and maybe sleep with you. I feel like that's like what she was trying to do. No, the Mothman got Jordan. Oh, no. Jordan, come back. Jordan, come back. 
We should make our own Mothman. Hi. Did he get the you? The Mothman got me. He got you. Hold on. I have the photo. The Mothman got you. Mothman got me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no. The Mothman. Yeah, no. Veronica comes in with a fire truck and she's like, anything for you, Archie Kins. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, let's just jump to Veronica because she's, you know, we just talked about her bringing that thing in. She confronts Daddy. 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 Say that again. I feel like she said daddy so much this episode. She really did. It's yeah. a little unnerving at this point. Well, because he kept rolling up in her space and she's like, you need to stop burning down this town. You need to stop doing this. And then I thought it was really interesting that she's now going to use her students as pawns to help build her shop. And I'm like, is this some weird form of child slavery? Um, you know what I mean? Like, right? It's, it's very clear. There's it's a lot of moral gray in this whole the Riverdale alumni are now teachers. They're just being real in gray areas of how you should and shouldn't behave with high school students. And like, not in like a nasty, sexy way, like Miss Grundy, but just in a like, should you be a waiter at the restaurant where all your students eat? Should you use your students to rebuild your jewelry shop? Should you have kids try and fight fires? You know, on Riverdale, all that is a yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're working um, it out, okay? <laughs> working it out. And then Veronica creates her own form of like Bitcoin. Yeah. Maybe. Here you go. She, Veronica provided the STEMI for all of Riverdale. <laughs> The Riverdale Stimmy. Yeah, I was like, so we're doing Bitcoin. It was kind of a cool idea with her mad money, I think, that mm -hmm. it's like good everywhere and the kids can spend it. And I like that Jughead was like, oh, I could spend it at a bar and like took the tips. <laughs> like, I thought that was really, really funny. And then giving everyone an F, as she should have. I mean, because they betrayed her and printed more fucking money. Yeah. She's trying to teach them economics. Yeah, this is what happens when you don't listen to your teacher. You fucking fail. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that was, like, she had the most uneventful storyline this episode, I feel like. Was there anything, like, else about her that, like, went down? Nothing really, but I want to know more about Veronica Bitcoin River Dollars. I just want more of that. <laughs> I know, but she has to fix it now because, like, it's all oversaturated. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, I know. She doesn't have a mini Glamour J egg hiding anywhere. Um, <laughs> I like that she's, like, kind of introducing the kids to a way to kind of build an economy and putting it in their hands and trying to foster that same group of kids who give a damn about Riverdale like they were. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I think it's kind of just setting her up to be like the girl who runs it all. She's going to be the Hiram of this all, yeah. you know? And also she's more confident with herself. Cause I will say, you know, previously when she would get into disagreements with her father, she would kind of waffle or go back and forth or like not necessarily be certain of herself. And this time she called and she was like, you printed fake money. I know that you did. I ran the numbers. My numbers are never wrong. Like I trust myself and my math skills. And I know that my numbers are right. So you fuck this up somehow. And like, I don't think Veronica from previous seasons would have had that confidence. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm really proud of her. She's constantly standing up to her father and screaming at him. Like he showed up at to school unannounced. Can people stop interrupting Veronica's class? Can we I'll let Betty Cooper sleep? Like and can we let Veronica Lodge teach her damn class? Well, we know Betty's never gonna sleep because the TBK is back. <laughs> jumping to 
But he's in Tulsa, okay? They said which he's I, in Tulsa. Which I think if I remember correctly, and obviously someone comment, let me know if I'm wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure BTK was from Tulsa. So starting like the original like bondage type. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think he was from Tulsa. I could be wrong. My brain I don't is remember. Um, So, but I think that if I'm right, if I'm right, I think that's a cool nod that they put him in Tulsa because, you know, who he's mm -hmm. based off of sort of is also from Tulsa. But it's also opening up this weird channel that like, oh, it's possibly not him who's doing all of this shit in Riverdale. It's probably the Mothman. <laughs> Mothman, hold on. I feel like every time we say it, I got to pull up the picture. Mothman! <laughs> It's so okay. Captain um, Maple Syrup, y'all. I know. Do we want to jump to Jughead and the Mothman story? Yes, please. Okay, yeah, great. Let's do it. So Jughead learns after reading that newspaper that Pops was a part. Like I like that they did a young Pops. That like Pops is a part of the Mothman story. That he saw the lights flicker. He went outside and he's like, "Yeah, it was crazy." He's like, "The lights hit us all," and then, you know. He's there with Nana Blossom. Who was, you know, kind of a mess. <laughs> I mean, I loved this Nana Rose flashback. Like, look at that actress was great. Yes. I'm going to pop her back up. like Bette Midler vibes. Right? Yeah. I feel it. Give her a dead eye and it's dead on. Ba -da -ba. <laughs> yeah. I just I feel like funny. that person even back then didn't look trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. I was like, oh, I'm a Nana Blossom. Uh, but I, so they go to speak to Nana. <laughs> I have so many photos for this because I loved it. They go speak to Nana. <laughs> With her dead eye. With her dead eye. To t and like, she tells them, look, um, I had one of them and I put him in a barrel of maple syrup for preservation. Maple syrup. Which apparently I asked my chef friend is a preservative. Because I was like, why? Is that real? Like, can you preserve a body in maple syrup? And apparently, you can. Yeah. I, I, mean, I want to say, <laughs> no maple syrup. I want to say that you can preserve a body in maple syrup. And the only reason I want to say that is because it's similar to like yeah. amber and like think about Jurassic Park and the mosquito. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Nana's like, I can, I can find the body for you. <laughs> and she just drops it in the middle of Pops. Okay, here's the thing though. So Nana herself didn't do that clearly. She's in a wheelchair. Like, I don't think her cataract would let her, you know, be able to lift that and scoot the wheelchair wherever it's gotta go. So like, <laughs> who cataract. did she call to do that? Like, how do you explain that to somebody? How do you pick up your phone and you're like, I need you to come pick up this barrel of maple syrup that's got a Mothman body in it and drop it off at Pops. <laughs> yeah, who runs Nana's errands? Who moves this woman because she's in a wheelchair? What right. courier service is that? Is that like a Fiverr? Did she pick somebody up on Fiverr? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And so then you have Jughead and, oh my God, I just forgot her name. What's her name? Tabitha. Tabitha. Like, what the, what the dudes? They're just like, what? I don't understand. And it looks like this. <laughs> but I was expecting, I was like, is the only, is it like sloth? Is it just slightly deformed? Because I feel like that really kind of looks like a person. Yeah, it's too close to like 
I don't I know. A skull is too big. It's very that's gray. The only thing that's different. Like the skull is just too big. Yeah, and like I don't see any remnants of what would be wings. Mm-hmm. Like I'd expect a mothman to have wings. Exactly. Otherwise, why call him a mothman? But do wings have bones? Exactly. We would have seen them jutting out the shoulder blades in like mm-hmm. this weird thing. But there was no shoulder blades. So I don't know. I just thought he was terrifying and I blame all my internet problems on him. <laughs> you know, and Jughead's like, look, I'll take the night shift. I'm gonna go watch everything. And then the lights happened to him. And then I thought, did Jughead get abducted? Jughead, because he looked way too peaceful looking at this light. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden he wakes up. He's like, I woke up in a booth like hours later. I'm like, oh, they probed Jughead. Like, I love it. Here's the thing that I love. I love that he just straight up told his boss, oh, I fell asleep at work. And she's just like, oh, no big deal. NBD. We only could have got robbed. Like, right? <laughs> and she's like, are you sure you just haven't been drinking on the job? And then he almost admits that he was drinking on the job. He was like, well, I did. Uh, and then I'm like, that should get you fired. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I did man. have a little nip of whiskey. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Just a sip, sip, just a nip, nip, (laughs) just a, just a nip. Yeah, so like we are now in alien territory, guys. Do you think that they are gonna bring aliens? Like Roberto has been very adamant of not wanting to do like the supernatural route with this show. Do you think he's gonna break that? Do you consider aliens to be supernatural or science fiction? Mm. Uh, mm. genre distinctions my friends Mm -hmm. you're not wrong and there is this like other version of Riverdale on Paramount Plus that's a little bit more sci-fi a little bit more Scooby-Doo a little bit more you know so maybe they're gonna go that route so there was like an old Riverdale no it's a cartoon Uh, on Paramount Plus so yeah (laughs) plug for Paramount Plus you're welcome it's actually really great (laughs) Sponsor us. <laughs> yes, yeah, sponsor us, please. Thank you. Um, so let's draw jump to Tony and Cheryl, which had some of the best moments and actually my favorite scene of the episode. It was too <sighs> short. It was too short. I needed more. I know. Five minutes in, and we get a dance battle. Y'all, I have never more in my life wished I could rip video from the internet. <laughs> So I could just play this dance battle for everyone. It was so great. Cheryl was bussing it down. She did buss it. Cheryl buss it. And I just just love that every time she like whooshed her leg, there was like a music cue of some sort. (laughs) And I was like, what is this? And why do I love it so much? It was like a lot of twerking, a lot of popping you know, holding legs in the air. And then the girl that she was put up against was dancing like a K-pop star. Uh-huh. You know, with all these tiny movements, I was like, girl, it's over. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So like, let me ask, in your opinions, who won the dance battle? Cheryl. Uh, the other girl was not given a chance. I mean- I feel like it was filmed in such a way to make everybody root for Cheryl. But I think that the other girl really had a thing going. Yeah, I agree with you, Jordan. I think the other girl was a better dancer. The other girl was a good dancer. Cheryl is, I'm not going to call her a bad dancer, but (laughs) Cheryl as a dancer, it's like, 
way. It's like a side thing, you know? Uh-huh. Like, like Veronica was singing. Like Cheryl is me pretend- thinking I am a really good dancer. Exactly. But Cheryl was like, if a real dancer was doing Cheryl's choreo, I think we would have agreed that Cheryl won. Sure. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Can we talk about this outfit? It's so So cute. cute. So cute. Cheryl's looks this episode were killer. Mm -hmm. Cheryl's story didn't do a lot for me. No, I agree. But I did my... My favorite scene though was the one when Tony like really calls her out and she's this this was heartbreaking and it was my favorite. I loved it and it was absolutely necessary. Mhm. And then she took it so personal and she's just like your cruelty is rude. But that's the thing though. If you, with what's happened the other characters have all shown a tremendous amount of growth, right? And they continue to, to display this every episode. Mm-hmm. Cheryl's the one who seems just to be stuck in teenage land. And I really think that Tony wasn't being cruel. Tony was just being honest with somebody that she used to love and telling them like, yo, you gotta grow the F up. Yeah. Cause she was literally trying to like murder the vixens with their like two a days and like the girls are hurting themselves. Like you gotta kind of warm up to that. And Tony was like, we are in this together and your privilege and your money do not buy you seniority. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And I really enjoy where they're taking Tony in this show. Mm, Yes. She's like a really powerful person that I super respect. Like she's got a voice. She's got opinions. Like I'm, if Tony was like this from the beginning, she probably, I would probably put her above Cheryl in my head of, favorite characters because I'm mm-hmm. just like, I love you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I'm so glad that she fought for more screen time because the actress playing Tony is amazing. And one day I'll remember names cause I'm really mad at it. Um, yeah. And I'm so glad every week and I look it up when we're done filming and then I forget by the time we start, you know what? Hold on. Tony Topaz. Actress. I follow her on Instagram. Like it's a whole, Me too. I ta- Vanessa Morgan. Why yes. is that? Why is that so hard? Because so it's like, kind of a basic name, right? I guess. So I'm just like. The last name Morgan always makes me think of Dexter. Mm. Oh, yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, and then Tony doesn't, that's Tony's big cliffhanger is that fight. And then Cheryl, <laughs> hers is, I think, the scariest because this bitch is back being like, hey. That's great shot. She is so smug right now. Like, she is uh-huh. so smug. She's like, so you wanted to give me a fake? Yeah. She's like, I'm going to call it out. Bitch, I seen it. I seen it. it. So I'm actually really curious to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Because that's a freaking federal crime. <laughs> you know? Well, let's just talk about the fact that the whole art industry anyway is like a total scam. And oh, yeah. The whole art industry is a So whatever. But- like, it's the one thing that I'm like, go ahead, fuck with the girl. Yeah. Right? Okay. Also, sure. though, I'm just interested in the financial implications of this because Cheryl turned to forgery because the Blossoms were running out of money. So, like, if they don't get any forgery money, what happens? Right. Mm-hmm. They're really great. I mean, what happened to the maple syrup? Can someone fill me in? Like, why are we doing anything with the maple syrup? I know. Everyone comment. Let us know. Why is there no more? Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fill it in because you know we're forgetful. <laughs> Fill it in. 
subscribe, like, because I hate doing that kind of business. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's jump to Betty, who also has a really big cliffhanger and a really big storyline, which I really wish they weren't like so choppy with because we've gone back to the choppy editing. Um, Miss FBI. Wearing that jacket, working that jacket. And her um, jacket. Crack badge. <laughs> Jacker crack, the Jacker crack badge. That was so uh, good. I was screaming. Here it is. I took, I know I took a picture of it. <laughs> I know you're going to have to like, like, I had to screen grab a lot because the CW did not share many photos of this episode with me. So I, so you'll see some of them, like my play button on the bottom. It's fine. Um, but Betty found the body. It is not Polly. Thank goodness. But now they're going to be dragging the swamp. And as they're trying to drag the swamp, Hiram rolls up with his cronies like, you can't touch my swamp. You can't touch my land. You know? Get out of my swamp! <laughs> He's literally sorry. I'm sorry. I had You're to. so What right. are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> oh, man. I did not. I did not. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Um, what was I gonna say? I just lost my chain of that. <laughs> oh, Hiram is definitely Hiram, stopping Hiram an investigation, an FBI investigation. Yeah, and then you know Reggie has like a a conscious conscience moment when Betty's like, "You'll just have to shoot me. I'm gonna keep looking for these missing girls because they found two bodies." So then he's like, "I found another body," and she's like, "Another body?" And it's a girl who's been missing for three years. And then I really actually enjoyed the scene between Reggie and Hiram where he's like, look, we know the end game. So we're like, oh, the end, what is the end game? So that's my biggest question now. It's like, it's not the swamp. You can concrete the swamp, but, or you can be a hero and let them dredge for all the bodies. Like, cause we all know that your town and the swamp are not your end game. So what is the end game? Is he a drug mule? I don't, I have no clue what's going on here, but what I will say is that a lot of people want to talk about the acting on Riverdale, and I just want to commend all of the actors on this show, uh, especially Mark Consuelos, who I'm not the biggest fan of, but for him to say, with that Jacker Crack badge you got with a straight face, I couldn't, listen, this show would never get filmed on time and on budget if I were in it, because the no. second I read the script and I had to look, I had to look Betty Cooper in the face and be like, that Jack or Crack Midge! <laughs> I would ruin every take. It was so every good. Was so Riverdale actors. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. They have to deliver some of the silliest lines and some of the most dramatic nonsense. Mm -hmm. And they do a really good job. I can't complain. Because I could never. I could never. You never be like, daddy. <laughs> also, daddy. can we talk about this creepy medical examiner? I would have, if I was Lily Reinhardt, I would have just walked out and have been like, no, I'm not acting against that fucker. Mm -mm, no. <laughs> Take him back wherever you found him. Yeah. He's a mess. He's a mess. I wish he was a little bit more knowledgeable. He's yeah. kind of just like, and it's a dead body. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, I've watched enough CSI to tell you more than that. Exactly. Wow. I've watched enough like of these cop drama shows to be like, oh, this happened and this happened. Like he was just like, oh, she got smashed up by something pretty good. I was like, right. she did. She's super dead. Give me more, sir. <laughs> I'll buy a cannonball, a wrecking ball, a wrecking ball. Because I was like, cannonball. Uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past Riverdale to have a cannonball. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. 
so they end the episode and they're like, there's a serial killer. Someone's murdering all these girls. And it could be the trash bag killer. There, okay, wait, 21 girls missing in the county and no one besides Betty has put all this together. Betty Cooper is the first person to notice that 21 girls are missing. And the FBI has shown up. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a good amount of white women. We just gonna let like... I'm gonna say like at least 15 white women go go missing just in, yeah. in, right? in small towns. If it's spaced out enough, no one cares. Especially like she said, they're all drug addicts. No one cares about drug addict white women. Mm. So, well, they're all hanging with the truckers or whatever Martha's mom said. So, yeah, I liked this episode. I know you guys felt like there was too many plot lines, but I was here for it. I just didn't want to introduce any more plot lines. I didn't want to see an alien covered in maple syrup. You mean <laughs> like this? <laughs> <laughs> what oh, what is Dan's doing? Is he doing this? <laughs> He's like tied up because she tied him up and put him in the barrel and lied to the aliens that she didn't have him. Uh, like, tell me the aliens that tell people are lying is the next thing. Like they they're so much more advanced than we are, and they can't tell when somebody's full of shit. Really, really? You just feel that aliens. they're not actually aliens, kids. All right. Well, is there anything else that we missed? Anything you wanted to talk about before my laptop dies on me? <laughs> I mean, my neighbors are starting to have a party right now, so I think they're trying to tell me to wrap it up. Perfect. <laughs> Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you subscribe, like this video, share it with your friends, comment along. We love discussing with you guys in the comments and we share them every week. So until next time. Mm -hmm.